Life is a piece of cake With layers defined by our mistakes So happy birthday Hooray! Blow the candles out Start another year Here's what you don't do uh, do we have opening music? I mean, yeah, we added in afterward. Now I just, uh, we just slide real awkward, like into an intro. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Here's What You Don't Do, uh, the podcast where we look back on those things that keep us up at night. Or maybe up during the day. Maybe maybe the thought of regret is the only thing that's uh, keeping you upright at that desk uh, middle of the day. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Specifically you, Rob. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Over at the computer. Is the only one at the we desk. have Rob. <laughs> so. Oh, you're... Uh, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. I ruined your flow. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I did not have that in the first place. <laughs> I'm sorry, tipped over a cup of old crystallized molasses that I ruined your flow. <laughs> Excuse me, flow? <laughs> you ruined. Uh, you just heard her lovely voice with us today is Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi. I'm Thank glad that flow was us. one of the first words that I said. Flow. <laughs> flow. <laughs> flow. Flow. Right up. Maybe. Okay, I'll go back down. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll come back down now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, before we get officially started. I'm... Um, finished my first one i'm so glad that you offered me a drink sam that was very nice for you yeah i'm (laughs) glad you hit that mark the very first mark on my to-do list with guests yeah (laughs) the the very first mark on my to-do list with guests is offer a drink exclamation point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um mango i would say a good is it yeah up to snuff it's probably like a 2017 Vintage. Ooh, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. There's a lot more rain a year, so it's like a little bit more watery. A little bit uh, dewier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Earthy tones. <laughs> Earthy tones. <laughs> it's, it, Real it sort tastes of. like it's from the earth. Yeah, you know, if uh, sugar were umami, <laughs> you know, right where... <laughs> A line meets another line. Anytime somebody says umami, I think that you've seen your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Umami. I'm going to tell my mom that the next time I see her. Umami. Umami. That is tasty. (laughs) Can we open a restaurant and call it? Umami, but like oh 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 oh, <laughs> comma mommy, <laughs> umami, <laughs> and then just Rob's. That's tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, will you be the the mascot? Just like your 
your smiling face on a sign with a thumbs up and it just says that's tasty uh you know i will (laughs) thank you that also sounds and looks a bit sexual (laughs) that's tasty Ooh, mommy mommy. that's tasty <laughs> if the podcast isn't successful, our business venture is Yeah, no one gets to take that. It's ours, Dibs. The first thing that happens when you get into Umami is you offer everybody a drink. Offer everyone a drink. <laughs> and then they browse the MILF, the menu I like of food. <laughs> Uh, there's a a few selected uh, menu items that you call DILF, which is, <laughs> damn, I like food. <laughs> Those are the house specialties. Oh, the DILF pickles. <laughs> and they, they've got to be spears. They can't yeah. be rings. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Fried DILF pickles. <laughs> <laughs> That dilf is tasty. Mmm. <laughs> mommy. Get tested. Ooh, mommy approved. <laughs> oh, well, let's finish up this venture before we start a new one. <laughs> All right. So before we jump into stuff with Christine. Um, oh, I'm Sam. God, I never remember to do that. I'm Sam Domboski. I'm your host. Um, over on audio is Rob. Hello. What's up, Rob? Hi, Rob. Hi, Hi. Rob. I am well. How New are you? New umami mascot, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Quitting my job tomorrow. Dope. I'm not, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> I hope you got some savings to sit on. Yes, I'm more committed to this than you are. <laughs> uh, I can see Rob opening up a food truck. Thank you. Yeah. What is, uh, would what you is cook anything? <laughs> or just going to open up the truck? Yeah. Just open the door. Everybody, come oh, on. Yeah. Like, you could just see me opening the door to a food truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could picture that. Wow. Or open the window. Like, <laughs> and then, and then I I just leave. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, you put out the sunshade if necessary. You drive to Sam's work. <laughs> Actually, you could probably just walk. Where are you parking this food truck? Park it at Westlake Park. You could just walk over. Okay. Oh, I uh, work really close to Westlake Park, too. So I can walk over, too. Oh, my God. We can meet there. We can play the giant Jenga and the giant chess. And I feel like they just put giant in front of everything. Yeah. And make it bigger. That's what we're doing at Umami. (laughs) (laughs) Make it bigger. (laughs) Make everything bigger. Bigger is better. There's only four servings that can fit in the truck. <laughs> so just make everything bigger. Four lucky people. Or just one person get that to orders jump all. on this delf. <laughs> I want to try all your menu items. Perfect. We only have four. <laughs> and we only have a quarter of each one. <laughs> 
<laughs> a quarter spear. <laughs> Just uh, what a quarter of a spear be? Mm. A knife. <laughs> right. I think so. Yeah. Or a dagger. Or a dagger. I guess that's the same. <laughs> yeah. More or less. A uh, shiv. Yeah. A quarter like a uh, bottle of Snapple or something. <laughs> Four different drinks. All of them have been consumed three-fourths of the way. You don't know if someone drank it or if they poured it out. They're like, mm, do I want that? How much of that is spit? And they're talking to Rob, and he's drinking a cup, from like a Dixie cup, so no one knows what's actually inside of it. Like, is that part of but the But it's drink? definitely, he didn't make like a, a King's cup out of all of the other drinks. It's definitely not, not that. Yeah. Unless it is. I'll never tell. Neither will I. Great secrets of umami. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's tasty. That's Oh my God, you're so good at it already. I feel like we're learning all the best business practices from this podcast. Yeah. I think that's the purpose of this podcast. Oh, right. This is a business. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Like I am very tempted to say, like as much as I'm enjoying this, this is the most off the rails. <laughs> you can't. Okay, first off, you can't go off the rails if you were never on the rails. That's true. So let's hop on the rails now. <laughs> we're gonna hop on the rails before we get in. Uh, everyone, you've been having too much fun. Uh, so stop for a moment. Center yourself. Think about what you're doing. And ask yourself, is it a good idea? Go ahead. You can do it. Are you, um, is someone putting up a sign for a restaurant that looks weirdly like Rob giving a thumbs up, but like they're right in the middle of putting it up? And it's sort of precarious. Like, are you standing directly under that sign asking those sign putter uppers, like, what they're doing? Don't. Uh, Wait until they're done and the sign has been adequately secured. And then feel free to question them about their life choices because I'm sure they'll love it. Um, Christine, you got anything people shouldn't do? (laughs) Maybe just reconsider if they're doing it right now. Um, are you sitting at a desk, mindlessly working day after day, doing the same thing, when you could be opening up a business, maybe a delicious restaurant? Ooh, what kind of restaurant? (laughs) So far, only two known things on the menu. (laughs) Dilf Spears. (laughs) Here, let's broaden this. If you're not... Oh my god, I forgot the word frying. I actually legitimately forgot the word frying for like half a minute. Um, if you're not frying pickles right now, you're wrong. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna invert this. <laughs> instead of instead of evaluating one instance at a time whether what you're doing is good, just know that you're wrong. <laughs> and that the only approved activity for this exact moment is frying pickle spears. That would be funny if 
Somebody who's working at a comfort food restaurant right now, flying pickles and listening to this podcast is like, yes. I hope there's one person who's like, fuck yeah. Oh, I knew someone was going to recognize this talent someday. Man, a minute ago I was frying fries. I'm glad I moved on to the pickles. I knew it was a good choice. Good way to go. Uh, that's the purpose of this podcast is to focus on one person that probably yeah. maybe you'll hit. Yeah. And then be very direct with that person. Yes. Charles. (laughs) Nice fry. Lightly coated. Good. Good. Beautiful color on the back. You definitely changed out that oil very recently. Good on you. That's what you should be doing. Mm. Uh, Good. Good light fry. Ooh. Cajun seasoning. Ooh. Oh. Ah. Oh. On the pickle and sprinkled on top after frying. Mm. My God. That's who you are. That's going on the My menu. God, that's going on the menu. That's a Delph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now now that we've all established that we're like 99% of us are making the wrong choice right now. Except for Charles. Except for Charles. Charles, professional pickle fryer. <laughs> um, we're going to let Christine do some talking. Um because Christine's the one here to talk. Hi. She's hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, and Christine's going to talk today about dealing with uh, PTSD. Yeah. I don't, that sounded weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know yeah. what? It's your story. You can do whatever the fuck you want. All right. Uh, yeah, it's, um, something that I've been dealing with for a little under two years now. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, which is just kind of an interesting time. Um, like kind of a backstory, like, um, I had just finished like improv and I had like starry eyed. I'm like, I'm moving to Hollywood. Like that was in my brain. I'm like. (laughs) I finished this class. I finished this series. <laughs> There's only two steps. Improv class and fame. <laughs> and it's a real quick jump in between them. Exactly. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to do it. I, I was going to fo- like be more reasonable, wait like a year, do a bunch of shows and get used to being on stage and coming up with like a stage voice and stuff like that. Uh, figure out my stage charm um, and my podcast charm. <laughs> Still trying to figure that out. It's a shame people can't see so much of the podcast charm because no, there's, no. there's a lot of like really cool hand movements going along with it. Yeah, but you can't tell whether I'm smiling because it's covered up by the microphone. <laughs> but you know what? The audience can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, uh, so this, um, event happened that, um, really all of a sudden, um, uh, was traumatic for me. Um, and it's funny, that's funny even saying that it's funny when people feel maybe (laughs) an awkward transition to saying something else. Um, but I started feel symptoms that I'd just like never experienced before. And also when it happened, I like suppressed things 
suppressing feelings and kind of like the events. So then when I started to get symptoms, it was I'm pretty sure the way that I handled it was not the most healthy way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And so then when I started to get the symptoms, it was just like, oh, what's going on with my body? Like it's more intense than going through puberty where you're like, you know, asleep one minute as a little girl and then you wake up and you yeah, got well, boobs and hair. At least puberty people warn you about. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> they true. They don't expect it. Yeah. Um, and I guess we should say out loud, um, for anyone who doesn't know, PTSD is the acronym for post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. Um, yeah. In case Charles frying his pickles isn't familiar. <laughs> well, Now I'm you sure, know, Charles. <laughs> I'm sure Charles has never experienced it because nothing is more gratifying than frying pickles. Nothing bad happens to a pickle man. <laughs> Exactly. And if you think about it, too, it's just like you're bringing so much joy into the world. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing that you have that job. You're like, oh, man, like no one's sad. No one like goes in, orders fried pickles because they're sad and they don't eat it and be more sad afterwards. That is all 100 percent accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about you, Charles. God damn yeah. it. Oh. For taking all the attention. Uh Yeah, so uh, the reason why I wanted to be on this podcast was um, when I was experiencing the symptoms for the first time, um, it was very strange. I had never uh, heard the symptoms that I faced in movies and TV or anything like that. And when I had seen it on TV and on television, it was a very different experience than what I have yeah. seen. And I think most of the time when I've ever seen PTSD on depicted on TV and television, it was um, like veterans is usually yeah. what I've seen. <clears throat> that being said, it's like now that um, being a little bit more knowledgeable about it and reading up on it, what I went through and war veterans, the PTSD symptoms are actually pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing that does, uh, I guess, maybe start in the beginning, at least for myself, it was um, I did a lot of things to suppress it. So I became, like, super busy with everything. Well, it also coincided with, like, me wanting to be a star and move to Hollywood. So it was... I'm going to rehearse as much as I can. I'm going to perform as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, yeah, I also had a day job. And um, so it was kind of a mixture of I want to pursue this and I'm dealing with this thing at the same time. Um, The smart thing probably would have been, hey, why don't you, you know, put a pin in it, even probably take a sabbatical from work and just kind of deal with it for a little bit because uh even though it i i don't know uh out of the grand scheme of all things that could be traumatic probably wasn't a huge trauma um it definitely was something that hit me all at the same time and i think it was a mixture of um uh, PTSD and exhaustion 
And I think part of the exhaustion is also covering up uh, any feelings that it had. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I remember that there was like the first show that I had with an improv group outside of class. And it was the day before the show. And I got exhaustion. And I don't know if you've ever experienced exhaustion or whoever's listening to has, but it literally feels like I had so much ambition and all of a sudden like I woke up and it was this huge like, won't you have nothing. You don't care. It was like, I think it was hard to like get out of bed. I'm just like, mm-hmm. so it was uh, then going on stage and being like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Oh, and and it was I the know. first one. And it was the first one. And I'm like, and uh, also, too, I think I probably should have stopped as well for a bit to get better because here I am, uh, a new uh, improviser in the world of Seattle. And what I was putting on stage was not representative of who I am. Mm-hmm. Who I was. So, um, like, for instance, a lot of symptoms are just like, I, it's hard for me to focus. At some moments, I will literally just like blank and have no idea what we were talking about. And it happens a lot more frequently. Um, yeah. Light sensitivity is another thing. Um, which is crazy because I'm, you know, you're on stage and there's oh, a big yeah. shining light in your face. Uh, I remember in that first show, I there was two or three instances where I just blanked. I was like, I have no idea what we were, what was going on in the scene, what I was planning on doing in my head. Yeah. And didn't execute it and was just like speechless. Yeah. Um, and that's one of. That's one of the kind of hallmarks of dissociation, right? Isn't that one of them? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is actually something that I still uh, deal with now is most of the time I am dissociated from my body. So uh, dissociation just feels like you have like this out of body experience. To me, the biggest comparison was... (laughs) Uh, in the movie Get Out when he's in the sunken place. Uh, uh I was just like, oh my God, that's how I feel like all the time. Like it feels like I'm watching a movie of my life and it's going on, but I don't feel like I'm in it. It's almost as if like my body got, or like my internal body got so scared, it just left my body. And then uh, I haven't, and then, you know, I don't know where it went, but now this like, cavernous person is walking around and trying to pretend to do stuff it's almost as if like an alien came down and is like all right now you have to act like a human and And you're like like, "Uh, i'm gonna just look what that person's doing oh they're laughing right now (laughs) like um it like i don't have an attachment to like emotions that's a, a crazy thing. A lot of times I don't necessarily know what I'm saying is going to hurt somebody until I see the look on their face and I'm like, oh, no, mm. that wasn't pleasant for you. Uh, which um, 
is jarring, but I'm like starting to be more positive about it. Like, oh, okay. You know, before I didn't really necessarily, I feel like I could word things and know when I'm going to hurt somebody. But now I'm like very much invested in like, oh, okay, this is how somebody reacted to it. And yeah. now I can shit. So, um, yeah, that being said, that's a little bit of what I, I'm dealing with now. But uh, when I was starting to get symptoms, it was a lot more severe. So just like a lot of a lot of headaches and uh, and yeah, light sensitivity, uh, dizziness. Those are like all the physical things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And then also coinciding with me doing so much improv. So what I was doing was like working and then doing improv and then, you know, improv and comedy in general, it's like you're socializing and you're oh, meeting yeah. new people and you're, st- I was probably staying out till three, four in the morning every night drinking Mm-hmm. And but like I remember uh, those kind of times. <laughs> yeah, and it's like when you're doing it, you're just like, oh, it's fine because like it's all social. It's not like I'm doing it by myself. But the thing is, is I'm doing it every single night. Yup. And then it'd be like you know drinking to like four, and then waking up at seven thirty for work, and then going into work, and then repeating those cycles over and over again. Yeah. Uh. Until, like, I hit this point where um, it was, like, another thing where it was, like, another wall. Like, oh, another batch of symptoms will happen. So it was, like, oh, I don't have any desire to really drink anymore. And now it's, like, this these mood fluctuations where little things will set me off and I'll just cry instantly. Uh um, one of the best things that I'm so glad that I have is a car because that was the place where it was my cry vessel. <laughs> That's a technical term. Yeah. Your cry, cry vessel. vessel. I'm just like, sometimes I'll just be, be driving and then I'm like instantly in tears or I'll like park the car and just be like crying for a hot minute. And then... Um, be fine and then go into the, my apartment, say hi to my roommate and then go into oh, my room. Yeah. And then, you have to live with other people. Yeah. I don't have a car, but my home was just my cry vessel because mm. I don't live with anyone, which is yeah. good and bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it is like, just hold it. It's like, hold, hold your breath till you get home and then you let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how it's like instant. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. It's like streaming down my face and I don't even feel anything. I don't know why I'm crying. Uh, so you're so like detached from the actual emotion. It's right. It's just like, this is happening. Why? What's yeah. coming out of my face holes? Yeah, it's just like somebody turned on the faucet and then just stepped away. <laughs> and I could still do things. I'm sure I could still like do things and talk to people normally. <laughs> just be like, They're just like, are you okay? okay. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> this Things are streaming down my face. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, like, I'm trying to think what all like the the weird weird stuff is. Um, I mean, just driving in general was probably like a really bad idea, especially when it, not because I've been drinking. It was more of being so dizzy. Yeah, I, I remember like the first one of the first. One of the first therapists I saw, I was just like, I don't know how I managed to get here. I don't remember the drive from my apartment Mm. to here, Mm -hmm. even though I just showed up at your place like two minutes ago. Um, It reminds me of like a 30 Rock episode where Liz Lemon takes like a coworker's baby and then it just like snaps. She's like in her apartment. She's like, oh, my God, (laughs) I don't remember walking out. Yeah. <laughs> I, people will think I stole this baby. <laughs> technically, you did steal that baby. Yeah, technically. Yeah. No baby stealing, but uh, definitely almost feeling like it's these blackout moments and then coming back to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I um, also like suffer from. Uh, depression I think from PTSD as well mm-hmm. and then um so yeah it was like a great combination mixture of all these things that I was not uh in tune with and the first I was like maybe six months into it I was like I need to see someone yeah so I I started to see a therapist and then like two sessions in, she broke up with me. <laughs> what? I know, right? That's it a sucks. thing that can happen. Yeah, she's like, I don't think I can help you. I was like, okay. And then is that was just it. like she had a different specialty, or is she just a douche? I don't know. Like she just like, oh, I want you to do this one thing, this one, uh, um. It was almost as if she had just seen what PTSD was like on TV and on television. And she was like, I'm actually not equipped for the nuances of this. Yeah. It was like, she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, when you're going through flashbacks and I'm just like, oh, no, I, I don't suffer from flashbacks. I think a lot of it was because I just, you know, keep that shit down. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, in a lockbox, and then you know, every once in a while, I'll just let it open. Yeah, you, uh, during you, therapy, you kick it when you're walking past, and it kind of swings the lid up, and you're like, "No oh, yeah, shit!" And <laughs> slam it back down. Exactly, and then the water just comes. And then the water you know, just comes out. <laughs> just water pouring out of a box. Yeah, yeah, uh, forever leaky box. Uh, yeah, so she was just like. Oh, that didn't work for you? I'm like, no, no, it didn't. And she was like, oh, then I can't help. I don't think I can help you. I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, There's so many, I just, there are so many better ways to phrase that. Yeah. Because to say that is, it implies that it's the other person's problem. It's like, I can't help you. You're too wrong. When really it's like, I can't help you. I don't have the adequate knowledge for this. I'm not equipped to help you with what you're going through. 
I'm going to refer you to someone else who is smarter and has better social skills. Right. Yeah. If she, if she said like, I can refer you to somebody, I'd be like, Oh, great. (laughs) Like I wouldn't feel helpless. Cause after that, I didn't see somebody for maybe like another six months just because, um, one, it freaking sucks trying to find a therapist uh, that's covered under your health insurance, at least for my health oh, insurance. Yeah. Um, Even figuring out how mental health systems work in Seattle is just a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's insane how much, um, from kind of talking with my current therapist, how much um, health insurance companies don't categorize mental health mm-hmm. like in their packages so um yeah you don't get you don't get any of that um i guess one of the things uh i i never even really wanted to do either which helps probably for other people and i'm sure it does but it's like medication i didn't want to mm-hmm. go in that mm-hmm. route just because um i've had um, personal experiences with other people that have taken it and it scared me so much that I didn't want to go that route. And I know it works Ooh. for other people. Yeah. Um, but it was just such a big, um, yeah, it, it backfired on people, a couple people that were like really close to me, like so much so that it scared me to go in that route. And yeah. Even just like medication in general, I'm just not like, I'm going to medicate. Yeah. Because I get scared. Well, yeah. And with stuff. Yeah. Anything mental health medication, it's very, it's so trial and error. They're essentially giving you something that has worked for people before. We're going to cross our fingers for a bit and see if it does it. And if not, we'll do something else. Yeah. Because some, I mean, you know, your brain's chemical combination stuff might work. For some people and might not for other people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's something that I never did. Although there are like points where it's like really low points where you're thinking, oh, man, I'm willing to just do anything right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I never did. Um, I made a conscious effort um, after one of the shows that... I bombed, um, cut to a couple days before that show. I was flown out for work, um, cause I was transitioning to a new position and the, uh, the job that I was getting, it was in San Jose. So I flew out to San Jose for the week to get trained on and, um, my coworkers were there. Some flew into San Jose and then um, we drank like every night till wee hours in the morning and we just were working really late all day and then just drinking till early in the morning, like every night. Mm-hmm. And then I was invited to be um, in this show with a group that I wasn't like a member, they just need, there's just like a guest spot open 
because yeah. one of the members couldn't perform. So they were like, oh, yeah, do it. And it was at uh, Jet City. And that was the first time I performed at Jet City outside of taking classes there and mm-hmm. doing their student showcase. So it's like, oh, it's got to be really good. Well, the night before I flew out, we stayed up real early to like six in the morning, just drinking and watching Lemonade because that just came out. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's not the important part. Anyway, uh, to like six in the morning and then worked uh, up until like four o'clock, got on the plane Got to Seattle from Seattle, took a like uh, a car straight from the airport to Jet City. I'm exhausted just hearing you describe the series <laughs> of events. I yeah, I don't even. That was like most of my life. I feel like so. I'm just like, oh, that's just how I've been doing, and I bombed. I bombed so hard, and I felt so embarrassed. Uh, that I did that and that, you know, when you bomb as an improviser, to me, like the worst part is like just seeing your other, the other cast members or whatever, or p- improvisers in your group. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is like a team sport. And I just walked every single like player on the other team you guys didn't even get <laughs> a chance come on, yeah. come on <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if i was a pitcher i would have walked every single player christine what are you doing i'm eating a hot dog what are what are we playing a game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry i'm really oh. enjoying this hot dog oh are we not bowling with this ball oh no. <laughs> it's not a bowling ball Oh, okay. So throw it? Maybe you should have told me that 12 <laughs> players ago. <laughs> I'll stop pitching this bowling ball at people. They keep yelling. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you hit another player. <laughs> Why is he in front of the ball? Yeah. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, after that show, I was like, all right, I'm not going... I stopped drinking I was like okay I'm not going to drink anymore um and that lasted for like six months and then I was like all right I'm going to start sleeping (laughs) that will be a thing now um and that like pretty much held true for like the next like six months and then um uh then I went to Paris to see one of my best friends get married. And I was like, oh, I'm in Paris. Like, I have to, I have to have, like, some wine Blame and champagne. I know. <laughs> some wine and champagne. Like, come on. Like, I'm here. Uh, so then um, I didn't, like, party. I didn't party nearly as hard as... I did in the the previous six months, but um, yeah. Now, uh, after maybe like a few a few months ago, I was like, nope, I gotta I gotta cut down on on alcohol again. Um, 
So I've kind of noticed that with my body, um, it doesn't take alcohol like it used to. It's like all of a sudden I like woke up one day and it's like the desire to drink is completely gone. It used to be where I'd be like, I'd be at work and at five o'clock I'd be like, oh man, I just need to relax. I just need a beer or something. Um, And now it's just like my, like mentally or something, something shifted where I don't have the desire to drink anymore. And when I do drink, it feels like I have a hangover at that moment. Oh, it's like boy. my body like gets <laughs> sick. Yeah. I, I mean, I can have like one or two. I think is fine. I think that's like the cutoff point. But I will ne- I don't think I'll ever be able to be at that point of being drunk or anything like that again. Yeah. Or really having the desire to do it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I know I was going somewhere in my head and then that went away. <laughs> And I know all this sounds like probably rambling. Um, no, it doesn't. Okay, cool. Yeah, a few months ago, so I, I stopped with drinking, and then I started seeing a new therapist. Oh, yeah, because I saw another therapist previously to the one that... Uh, the one that got away. The one that got <laughs> away. The one that... There was a therapist afterwards, and she was just like... She quit her practice I was like like four sessions in I was like I hope it has I'm not nothing to do you me. I'm leaving everybody <laughs> uh sorry uh it's not you it actually is me. me yeah I am abandoning everything that I've worked at yeah it makes sense I was um she was really sick and I didn't know about it until she emailed me later to explain. Um, so at the time, my symptoms was, were, I was like really dizzy. I, it was definitely not there at all. So she started talking and then she's like, oh yeah, that's like high school. I'm like, what? We weren't talking about high school. And she's like, yeah, it's like, you know, being back at high school. And then I'm like, wait, what? Are you saying that it's like my high school experience or are you comparing it to high school? Did she go to high school like in a centrifuge? (laughs) I I was just like, I'm dizzy all the time. Oh, high school. school. Am I right? (laughs) I know. And I was just like, so out of it that I was like, man, maybe we were talking about high school and I had no idea if, Cause at that point, like if somebody were to be like, we were talking about this, I'd be like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. I trust you. Yeah. Uh, but no, she, the medication that she was taking was like so strong that it was making her loopy and out of oh. it. Yeah. And so then that's why she had to, she, um, stopped her practice. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, Oh my God. Like what are the, What's going on? I'm having very bad luck with therapists. Yeah. Um, so how how far in to like the whole timeline was the second therapist? You said it was like six months in. You saw the first one. Yeah. And then that only lasted like 
May, not even a month. Yeah. Uh, and then probably like eight months later. No, I would say like maybe five months later. Okay. Is when I saw the second one. And that only lasted like a month and a half. And then, uh, like eight or months later, I started seeing this therapist. More than that, like 10 months after I started seeing this current therapist, who's great. She's amazing. Yay. Yay. The winner, only, winner, chicken dinner. The only problem is, is that she is not in my network. So. Oh, no. Yeah. So I have to pay out of pocket. Um, Shoot. Yeah. So that just like to me, that feels like the biggest indulgence in my life. Except it's not. <laughs> it's I'm not just, an indulgence. I'm just like, I'm like, woo. Two sessions this month. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> um, uh, someone's getting spoiled. Uh, yeah, and I'm like eating a lot healthier and sleeping, so that is great. And it, it, like, honestly, has worked wonders. I think maybe it wasn't a. It took like a year before the dizziness went away. Um, and then maybe more like six months where I'm like, oh, I can kind of focus in on conversations. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of the times I took myself out of social situations, um, mostly because I would get embarrassed I think because I would just be like talking to somebody and then like would not know what I was talking about or I'd forget, you know, and especially in that time period when I'm meeting so many new people too, I don't yeah. remember most people like, especially their names. And I, and I know it's hurts their feelings, but I'm just like, I, I can't remember. I'm just like, I know I, I probably have met you probably like five or six times. And it's sad because I used to be able to be like, I'd meet somebody one time and then I'd be like, oh, I'm in New York City. Oh, isn't that that person that like I met at a party like <laughs> six years ago? Yeah. In an elevator. <laughs> it is that guy. Like they were going to the fourth floor. Charles. <laughs> is that you? Frying pickles. In the elevator. <laughs> Charles, you were always such a free spirit. <laughs> New York City with the misses, right? Uh, <laughs> What's our social security number again? <laughs> Just kidding. I know it. <laughs> I remember. Do you still have that pink polo you were wearing when I first <laughs> met you? <laughs> uh, still got that bottle of woolite I told you you should buy? <laughs> How's that working out for you? How many washes in are you on that polo? If I had to guess, I'd say 15, 16. God, look at me messing stuff up. I know, way off. I'm sorry. I guess I wasn't, I'm not as astute as I used to be. <laughs> oh, Jess. Uh, oh, Jess. Yeah, like even like things like talking in a conversation and then feeling so uncomfortable, I'll just like whip out my, my phone and just 
go on Facebook or something like that because mm-hmm. it's almost as if things are just too overwhelming or I get a sensory overload and the way to kind of come back is to remove myself completely. I think from just the situation by just going on Facebook or yeah, instant message or something like that. So I think a lot of people just think that I am, I don't know, uh, bored with them or something like that but I a lot of it is just like I'm so overwhelmed by this I'm the opposite of bored (laughs) (laughs) I am very whelmed um over overly so (laughs) so whelmed so yeah even like the ability to sit down and have a conversation this podcast for like longer than five minutes I'm just like is a huge, I think, step compared to where I was a year and a half ago. Yay! Yay! Oh. <laughs> Yay! There we go. I bet the microphones caught that. Probably? Yeah. Uh, They're real good. Rob will just, like, go back and, like, come yeah. up with different yeah. things. Will Slap you- two things together <laughs> for high five. Just say clap. <laughs> clap. <laughs> right, right where the sound should be. We high-fived, by the way. Yeah. We're not just talking. Not just once, but twice, because we needed the second time. Oh, yeah. The first one was kind of like two fish passing in a stream. (laughs) (laughs) We need those fish to run into each other. Our hands and our arms fully extended, and then it touched, (laughs) so it made no sound (laughs) bad. We did it. We did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So how? Because um, you said they kind of the symptoms kind of came on in phases. Mm-hmm. Um, when did did that start immediately, mm. or did they the actual start of them also come on gradually? Um, I said, I would say that the start, um, happened maybe like a month after because, mm. um, I uh, felt like I didn't get a chance to really tell a professional until like three months into it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that when I sat down it almost felt like I'm just like just this bubble like about to burst or whatever and then the first session I'm just like she's like oh do you want to like get to know each other I'm like no I'm about to burst I'm just going to say everything now I'm like I'm pretty sure you're gonna get to know me plenty (laughs) (laughs) I'll be just I'm paying you to shush right now and then I'll pay you to talk it's going to be me yelling for an hour and then that's all I need for right now. Uh, so the first um, symptoms that came on were very um, uh, like dizziness, uh, sens- light sensitivity, um, uh, I would say random like emotional bursts or whatever. Like uh, there was one rehearsal in the beginning where I was just like sitting and somebody yelled at me 
and that triggered and I just started crying instantly. Oh no. But it was like a, in a joking way too. It was just like, like no Christine. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> but like in a joking way, like, like ah, no Christine. I'm like crying from somebody's joke. And, uh, so just like a lot of things that are just like very jarring that I felt like beforehand where I had very much control of my emotions. Yeah. Um, to then being at a point where I don't feel like I had any control and being just like a lot of physical, um, symptoms that I just didn't know that you had like with PTSD. I thought a lot of it was just like seeming more like mental, like, Oh, you get flashbacks uh, and you stay up um, and you can't go to sleep or something like that. For me, going to sleep was like never a problem. It was just, I'm suppressing all of that and just keeping myself busy to not feel anything. Uh, Yeah. The kind of sort of the media portrayal of PTSD is that you're just like too overly emotionally in things all the time when it really kind of sounds like it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like it's your, it's your, body separating itself right like if you were to watch a dramatic enactment of ptsd like in a tv show it would be someone who is just always emotionally on edge all the time yeah yeah and i think and and sure probably is for for different people but for me it was just my defense was to completely disassociate everything so um it's like you I felt like I guess I was in a place of danger, so I'm going to completely disassociate myself from everything so I don't feel anything. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the route <laughs> that I that I kind of took unbeknownst to me, you know, um, just because being so busy and suppressing it meant that all of a sudden like myself felt like I'm just going to leave my body for now. Um, and that happened like just like one day, like waking up and being like, huh, that feels empty. That meaning me looking in the mirror <laughs> and being like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's empty. Uh, oh, hi. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, and um, would you like to brush your teeth as well? All right, let's uh, let's do it at the same time. I know. Who's this stranger looking <laughs> back in the mirror? <laughs> Who's this hottie? Yeah, hey. hey. <laughs> I just scream in the mirror because I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> ah, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. Dang it! I forgot what I was going going to go after that point. Um. Uh, 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 uh. it's funny just going from one and then going way off oh yeah I was like reading this book on um like symptoms and one of them is just like your brain actually just uh just gets rewired permanently so now things like, you know, how I associate with drinking and stuff like that is completely different. 
um, foods are also different. Like I'm just like, yeah, whatever. There was moments where like actual food preferences, food, like not necessarily food preferences, but I used to be like obsessed with food. I'm like, Oh, I can eat anything. And I'll, you know, I love eating. I love cooking or whatever. And now it's just like, Oh, like I can eat to survive. Like I'm (laughs) like, I do that. that. Yeah. I will shove food down my mouth to get nourishment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, that is enough. Mm. Huh. Um, uh, I remember specifically when it first started to happen where I was just like, man, I kind of want to just like jump out of an airplane or go bungee jumping or something. Because I'm like, if I don't feel anything, then I don't fear anything. Mm. And I'm like, maybe if I jumped out of a plane or I jumped off of a bridge or something like that, then I could actually feel something <laughs> again. So I just remember like thinking like, oh, man, maybe I should just like do that. Maybe I should do something that really scares me (laughs) i'm gonna pick something that would make anyone else shit their pants yeah and i'm gonna try that yeah do that maybe that will bring some feeling back uh yeah and it's weird too when it's like this tricky thing about going through this um and wanting to do improv as like (laughs) <laughs> career <laughs> uh <laughs> sorry for anybody who wants to um i'm so sorry, sorry charles, charles. <laughs> i'm sorry charles stick with the pickles <laughs> uh where it was like an avenue of oh, i want to do this for a living or i wanted like be famous from it and then how it became this like uh avenue of i'm going to use this to suppress what I'm dealing with. And it's funny because being on stage, there's so many aspects of it where it's just like, you shouldn't want to do this. You shouldn't want to be on stage with bright lights and people talking to you. And you have to think of something on the top of your head. And I bombed, I feel like a lot. I bombed a lot. Um, because like most because I, I would blank in the middle of it even just like little things of just like turning my head and now like the light shines and then I'm out, I'm out of it and I don't even know what was happening. Um, but that being said, it's like, it also was forcing me to try and be in myself. Cause I'm like, all right, I have to focus on what somebody's saying. Yeah. And I was bombing for so long that, uh, it's like now I feel like it really does help me so it's funny how much I wanted to be on stage because I'm like oh man that's gonna like force me to stay grounded and present because I have to be yeah and people are paying five dollars and then in some places you know eighteen dollars for tickets to see me yeah. So. Yeah, it is. I mean, 
mean, it's extra interesting that that's the thing you wanted to do anyway. And then it became a tool. Yeah. But also just like it was the thing you wanted to do. And then it's like, oh, look. <laughs> yeah. It, and how it separated my desire of like wanting to do this for fame and instead became this. I'm going to use it to cope or and, and to hopefully try and get better. Yeah. Um, so now the way that I, I look at improv, it's like now that I'm starting to feel more grounded, um, it feels like parts of myself are coming back and like able to do scenes where I'm like, oh, God, that's not complete crap. <laughs> Was there was there like a first moment for that? Was there a point where you like the first time you finished a show and you were like, I didn't bomb that. Yeah. Some, it's yes. so weird. I There's moments where I will have spurts maybe like that's like 45 minutes long in a day. Most of my days I feel detached, but maybe I'll have like 45 minutes one week where I feel present and it happens to be, you know, when the full moon is at its peak and <laughs> the age of Aquarius. Yeah. The sun also passes and it hits at the same point and it causes an equinox uh, or eclipse. Um, and I remember it happened uh, for, I think like, the scramble, which is basically, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, <laughs> uh, it's putting together, um, members from different improv improv teams and they come together to perform and you, in sc- you scramble them. <laughs> yeah. You scramble them. So you play with people that you don't normally play with. Yeah. And I remember I did one of them and I just was felt very grounded and I just like knew what I needed to do in the scene or I wanted to do. And actually thinking that far ahead was insane to me. Um, and then afterwards I was just like, Whoa, I Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Whoa. Did. I do know Kung Fu. <laughs> I do know Kung Fu. And, uh, and then immediately went back into being dissociated. So it's kind of funny how, um, it will happen sometimes in random, random spurts where I feel like I'm grounded and I can be in the scene, but yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily know the exact feeling or how to bring myself back. That's actually something that I'm trying to work on is like, how do I know when I'm grounded and present mm-hmm. and how do I know or, and what helped me get there? that point yeah um i'm trying to think of like i feel like from a movie standpoint it's like in freaky friday when they switch bodies and they you know switch finally into the correct body like Lindsay lohan goes into Lindsay lohan's body yeah so it's like you know it's just like oh i'm back for we'll see how long but then it would be like, no, oh, no, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis again. Yeah. That is who's in it, right? Yeah. It's okay. the mom. Yeah. I mean, I'd pick Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Just it's funny because when I am back, they're like, wow, Christine, you're like really sociable and 
you're making, you're cracking jokes and you're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I, that's how I feel like when I'm myself and present. Yeah. Uh, and then when I'm not, it's like very insecure. I don't know. I don't for a long time. I didn't like going to parties. I don't like really going to bars either because there's just so many people and it's very overwhelming. Yeah. So, um, it was one like beforehand I go to parties and I freaking loved it. Like if I didn't know anybody, I'm like, Oh, this is great. I'm like talking to all the groups. I'm like, I don't know you, but by the end we're going to, we're gonna be besties yeah we're gonna be beer pong partners and we're going to win because i don't lose at this game yeah and i i have gone through a similar transition for like totally different reasons of course Mm -hmm. um but since i stopped drinking i i hate like giant parties and like being in a loud bar with people um because when you when you drink a ton a lot, mm-hmm. it doesn't occur to you how much being drunk like f- you get so incompetent in the brain that you're like forced to focus on a single thing. Mm-hmm. So like drunk people can have a coherent conversation in a bar full of loud shit happening because they've only got enough brain power to focus on exactly what's happening in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then you go into that same circumstance. And you're the sober one and you're like, sweet Jesus, there's so much sensory input happening. I can't track even the slightest thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) for me, one of the biggest things from not drinking and I think just like a mental change period, it was just like, wow, people really glorify drinking. Oh, yeah. And I, I guess it just never like hit me how much so where I'm just like. It's similar to like bacon where people like glorify bacon so much where I'm just like, okay, bacon's like great. It's delicious. But do we have to like make freaking bacon salt or, you know, or like. There's bacon vodka. Yeah. If you want to put all that shit together. I know. And I'm just like. (laughs) A bacon vodka Rita with the bacon salt on the rim of the glass. I was like, there's so many like memes and gifts just dedicated to bacon and how much people love it. And it it feels like similar to that. And it's funny being in my family particularly because I come from a, a very passionate drinking family like uh my brother drinks for a living he's a sommelier oh oh yeah if anybody doesn't know what that is on netflix there's a great documentary called som s-o-m-m about uh taking the master sommelier test essentially just being like a wine expert right so it's like tasting it and then being like, oh, this is an 87 from the Rhone region of France. Mm-hmm. I'm sensing a bit of uh, lichen in there. Uh, <laughs> there's an undertone of a uh, raccoon that just recently mm-hmm. lost its family. <laughs> uh, and getting- some blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> from the raccoon. From the raccoon. <laughs> 
He was shoving blackberries in his tear-streaked face while he wondered where his family had gone. It's really, it's in there. Uh, the raccoon made a raccoon family out of blueberries and would free and act their Christmases together. De- definitely in 87. Definitely yeah, in 87. <laughs> that happened in 87, yes. I remember that forest distinctly. Charles just bought his pink polo. <laughs> remember that, Charles? Charles? Remember that day? <laughs> Raccoon lost his goddamn family that day. But it's not it's not just the brother, it's the whole family. Yeah. Likes a good drink. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh so my brother my parents drank all the time uh growing up. Uh, like every day, but it'd be like my dad would just come home and have a beer and my mom would have a gallon of wine that's just like sitting on the counter. It's just like every day. It's just like, oh, similar to uh, whenever I go to like a family, an Asian family where uh, rice was had every day where they would just have like a rice pot just constantly like going. going. It was like that, but with um, wine. It was just like there's an open bottle of wine. It's like, you know, whenever you're thirsty. <laughs> I mean, I could walk um, over to the faucet. Or. <laughs> That's what I'll say for later, and then I drink out yeah, of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the glass is what you're putting in reserve for the, uh, for the sauce tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's <rest>. silly <laughs> no it's not it's going right in my mouth hole yeah. i'm just fooling myself yeah <laughs> now it's like uh all fancy wines so my mom still has she calls it oh like shows my dad oh show get out the bulk wine <laughs> There's the bulk wine, and then there's the sipping wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very much like the turning water into wine situation where it's just like, oh, we're going to have the fancy stuff. <laughs> we're going to go through two bottles of that, and then we're going to hit the Ooh. bulk. Then we pop open the magnum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, my parents are Costco members. <laughs> My parents are too, and that's mm-hmm. how I know what a Magnum bottle is. Was, yeah. Because there, there was one holiday back when I still partook um, where they got, like, the Magnum of champagne. Mm. It was for, like, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's always a champagne holiday. Well, for us, it's Christmas. I mean, we just busted out at holidays, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But I think it's because Thanksgiving is the giant, like, sit-down dinner one and they actually open it they open it oh the yeah magnum? okay yeah it's not like well, we haven't i think only one time we got the magnum because then everyone got pretty sloshed and it was like maybe not the giant one next time yeah we'll get a couple of smaller ones and then we can decide whether we want to finish it or not <laughs> but they're my family's also a drinky family yeah i think uh every time that i've been home We've probably talked about, or not me, but my parents or my brother will be talking about drinking. Mm-hmm. 
I would say it takes up 90% of our conversations as a family. That's a lot of conversation. Yeah. You, like, um, down to things like, oh, um, remember that time in South Africa? Oh, that's right. We had that wonderful soft blunk. Like, and then it goes into that. And I'm just like, we weren't even talking about alcohol. And yet you've managed to connect it. First off, how do you remember that? <laughs> Secondly, why do you remember that? Yeah. And like talking about like regions and like, I'm like, oh, the salmon's delicious. It would go great with. <laughs> My like, mouth? Yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's it? A nice glass of water? <laughs> and my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> what complimentary flavors? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to be back and to kind of feel those pressures. I don't know if you feel that, like, being with your family, kind of the social pressures of drinking. My family swung in the total opposite direction. Um, cause we used to give booze as gifts. Oh, like every year it would be like, I'd get a bag of like different fancy beers cause beer was my big thing. Um, so when I, when I told them that I had stopped drinking, it was like two weeks before Christmas and they were like, Oh, we have to change out some of your gifts <laughs> cause they had gotten me, yeah. um, you know, Lambic, like the yeah. Belgian fruit beer, they had gotten me a set that was like two bottles of that and like two fancy glasses. Framboise? Yeah. There was a framboise and then I think, uh, what would it be? Pum? It was the apple one. Uh, There's like an apple-y one. uh, Yeah, Pum. Yeah. Because I I always just remember it because uh, potatoes are pom de terre. Apples of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they had actually gone in and like maneuvered the Lambic bottles out of the gift set mm-hmm. and then like maneuvered in a couple of bottles of Martinelli. So they still gave me the Aww. same thing. Um, but yeah, after that, because like they're always having drinks, like you go over there and it's like, ooh, what do you want to drink? La la la. They've got a little drink fridge. My dad got a little chalkboard to like write the available beer list mm-hmm. on. Um, so they, they just buy like a billion things specifically for me. There's like, uh, there's a million different bottles of assorted flavors of sparkly stuff. We have 18,000 different <laughs> sodas. If you want anything else, <laughs> that's so. Dim- I will buy yeah. a lemon tree so I can squeeze <laughs> some lemons for you so you can have some lemonade. That's so nice. They're very accommodating. <laughs> Well, our family has like quite a bit of like non-alcoholic drinks, but then whenever like I just went home two weeks ago uh, and they were like I came in and like as soon as I got in, my mom started making dinner and then my dad's just like, oh, would you like something? Would you like a glass of wine? You have like a nice like white or something. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm OK. He's like, oh, oh. And then, oh, oh, she's oh, she's OK. <laughs> and then you're like, like Dad, who are you whispering to yeah <laughs> like to my mom it's like oh she has, she's okay and then like 20 minutes and are you sure you're okay you don't need a drink you're okay and i'm like oh no i'm fine this water is delightful uh and then like in the meal you want a drink 
during the meal, like, you want to drink something? I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm really fine. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, this is now gotten awkward. And it's just like, because I think it makes them uncomfortable, like, knowing that I don't have a glass. Like, oh. Like, but Christine always drinks with us. <laughs> Like, I've got a glass. <laughs> this is a family tradition. <laughs> it's just the there's stuff in it. It's just clear. Yeah. Oh. I yeah. still have look, look. I still clink. Look at that. What if I just acted like I was drunk? Would that help? <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't even remember South Africa. Remember. Remember, she's no uh, one named Charles. <laughs> you remember that raccoon? <laughs> yeah. What raccoon? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 But yeah, I uh, I would say also one thing that um, even though I've like significantly cut down on alcohol and uh starting to like sleep better not having late late nights um uh weed actually is very helpful mm-hmm. yeah that's really nice nice calming um method uh also too um something that my therapist suggested was something that you um smell that would ground you like so so, yeah so for a lot of people I guess it might be coffee maybe that's something that's like oh that leads me back for me it's like jasmine so I have like jasmine essential oils that I always carry around with me and so it's just like oh I smell it and it calms me and reminds me of where I am and yeah yeah which is nice they also have uh she also suggested um, like something with like a lot of texture or something because you just kind of go into your senses like something that you feel that you can just be grounded and like oh yeah I'm yeah just gonna rub this nice little fleece thing I don't know fleece square just a little just little a little fleece, fleece square, square. <laughs> something so it doesn't look ridiculous if you were to do it in real life i mean the plus side of being around improvisers is that it's pretty hard to look ridiculous doing anything that's true and thank goodness being around improvisers how i feel like more understanding about everything yeah (laughs) and being in seattle i think too is like i mean no one goes into the comedy arts if they're really well adjusted like no one thinks that's a good idea yeah or is like you know if you if you're like a boring regular person who hasn't had any variety of adversity or non-pleasant experience Mm -hmm. um you just don't go into something where half of the job is pointing out what the worst decision could be at any moment and ramping it up (laughs) Rule of three. <laughs> Rule of three. 
three of the same thing? No. no. <laughs> they have to be different. <laughs> and it has to get worse every time. Worse, or it has to get so much better. Yeah. But it's totally illogical. I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> better? <laughs> I'm using my calculator. I don't know mm. what people who aren't me do. Calculators, right? Isn't that big? With the with the norms. With the norms. <laughs> I don't know. How much of your day are around normies? <laughs> <laughs> All of my time at work, pretty much. Mm. Which is also the place where I use a calculator. <gasps> it's me. <laughs> it you was, use a it calculator? It was Earth all along. Oh, man. Yeah, only for like real basic stuff. You'd be amazed at some of the impossible math that I see. Like nine doesn't equal mun. It just nine will never be one. Oh. I don't know what these people are doing. <laughs> I do Excel spreadsheets, uh, so I let the formulas do the talking. I try to do that for people. People have to fill out these forms, and I made one. I taught myself how to use Excel proficiently just mm-hmm. so I could make this form that does all of the math for people yeah. on this invoice, and they won't use it. <laughs> understand why i love it when i yeah you build something that's will help people like significantly i'm like this will take probably four hours of your day just away away you'll get it back you'll get it back (laughs) you're gonna it's gonna be like a wind in your hair yeah so fresh (laughs) i'm sorry that probably is not good for Oh, it's fine. I do wind sound effects in these all the time. Ooh. Yeah, that's so nice. Do that into the microphone. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like we're on the beach. Just that particular wind. (laughs) There's a dog on the beach. Typical beachgoers in their calculators being all normal. Normies. Normies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so how, because you talked about like things that go, like how you can do stuff to go unnoticed or what other people perceive of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. How much have you talked to anyone who isn't? a mental health professional about this? Um, I think some of my close friends I've, I've talked to about just so that they know. Um, and it's interesting to see how people react to it differently. Um, Oh, like to you actually telling them? Yeah. So I think a lot of people will be like, Oh, you don't seem different. It's funny when people say that when I had just like I met them after the incident happened and I'm like, well, yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's how I am all the time. Um, but yeah, I think I what I just do a lot of times is kind of what I was talking about previously, where I will rem- kind of remember how I was and act out 
or as close as I can to what I used to be. Yeah. Um, but it's honestly like very eye opening into just the world of mental health that I had no idea. And I felt like I was so naive beforehand because I'm just like, Oh, like, you know, when somebody's depressed, it's because like, just, you know, they're just sad. Like, you know, something sad's happened where, um, Oh, somebody with PTSD. That's just like flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, But it feels so much more like you are, have like a physical sickness. Like if you have the flu kind of telling somebody, Oh, but you act like you're, you're healthy. You're like, Oh, I have the flu. You didn't see it, but I did vomit before seeing you. Um, and also like, uh, like medication and doing, and if I feel like if people were to treat mental health, like they would, a flu or, you know, or another kind of illness that people are more aware of, then it'd be something so much easier and something that like it, this is like span like for two years, I'm sure it, it wouldn't have lasted nearly as long because one, I didn't know what was going on with my body. And then two, like, not not having the knowledge of like what I should be doing. Yeah. And also, you know, like the health insurance not covering for mental health. Um I feel like it's difficult for work like to be able to concentrate at work when I definitely just don't want to be getting up out of bed period or Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is funny. I have to go into work now to do a thing that is very difficult for me to, like, pay attention to. And, you know, after a couple hours, maybe I'll just, like, get up, excuse myself to the bathroom, cry for a good (laughs) solid 20, and then come back and then pretend like everything's okay. Um, Because, yeah, there's been, like, a couple times where it'd be like, Oh, I've cried six times. I should probably leave. I should probably go home. Yeah. Um, so I'm very lucky that I'm in a position now that allows me to um, work from home every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps me like reset and be more with like myself and stuff. So it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Yeah. So all these things that are just like less stressful at work and then calming down on like insane social stuff after work <laughs> drastically helps. When it is, it's just, <clears throat> it's just really shitty that, especially in a work scenario, you know, you're, you're sick, but you mm-hmm. can't call it being sick. And I can't you really can't, tell anybody. Yeah, you either. can't like take sick time because no one no one considers anything mental to be a genuine reason to be sick. Right. Which and, is yeah. ridiculous. Um 
it just so happened that when that was happening, there was another girl that was working in my office that started around that time and she was suffering from PTSD. So it was, um, it felt very, um, much like we were giving each other support because mm-hmm. she was taking medication for it, but then she, she'll have moments where she'll need to like step away or need to work from home or something like that. And, um, we, and same thing for me, but it was like, Oh, this is something that we could tell each other. And it's weird because since we didn't have, we were, we both kind of like dissociated from our feelings and like talking like, yeah, dissociating ourselves from our feelings, just saying like we have PTSD almost became like this joke, which is like, <laughs> I cried again, PTSD. <laughs> what a great tagline. Yeah. Cause I don't feel anything. And it's almost where I didn't know what I was putting out there either. So me telling people I didn't feel anything like even saying it now, like I don't necessarily feel anything saying anybody. I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's so scary of you. You must feel really scared. I'm just like, <laughs> you're I like, don't no, you don't know. get it. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if like me going out wearing something ridiculous clothing and I don't know that it's ridiculous until I see the person's face when I after I say it. And I'm like, oh, I should go home and change. <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't supposed to wear this dolphin outfit in this nice michelin star restaurant only one one only one michelin star no one mish it's not a, it's not a three michelin star restaurant yeah sorry keep the dolphin on yeah sorry uh but yeah uh so for me telling people it's more of like seeing what happens after i tell them because a lot of the times too is like I'll go through like these symptoms and what I really want to do is like, no, that's not who I am. I didn't like how I said it or me blanking or whatever isn't me as who I am. It's just me hitting a symptom or whatever at that point or me wanting to step away from a conversation or stepping away from a party and like taking a walk or something like that is nothing to do with you it has everything to do with me mm-hmm. um so uh i know like one instance is like in relationships uh when i told a person that i had it who i had like been trying to like go on like dates again it's just like oh well you like seem you seem fine like and really like, Who t- fucking asked you, buddy? Yeah, and I was just like... <laughs> Way to miss the point. Uh, um, always just thinking that any of the symptoms that I had was because of them when it wasn't at all. It was because of me and them not understanding it. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's because of me. Like, no, it has like nothing to do with you. And then I was like scared off from like dating for... <laughs> A while, a good while, because I'm like I should be putting a, a while. yeah, and no, I'm like I don't think it'll be a lot for other people to understand, and uh, also too, 
I don't know what I'm putting out there and I'm going through these emotional ups and downs that is unfair for another person to, to handle. Yeah. So. I get, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand yeah. the not wanting to put shit on somebody else's plate. Yeah. Impulse. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, uh, and I think it's just like at some point it's like, like, what are you doing? Like, you're making that decision for somebody else before, like, getting to know somebody or, you know. So, it's just like at some point, it's just like, okay, no, I will um, date again. <laughs> I will date again. <laughs> God is my, my witness. witness. <laughs> I will date again. I'll never be dateless again. Yeah. So a lot of it is just like, okay, I hope this person knows that I'm, or, and I'll be, and I'm more upfront about it. I'm like, this is, these are things that have nothing to do with you. Reason why I'm crying doesn't have, have anything to do with you. But if I go through these ups and downs or whatever, this is how I would like you to handle me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and actually that, um, and I think you brought that up when we talked about this before actually sitting down to record, was <laughs> things that are helpful for other people to do. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is, I think... Not tell you how normal you look. <laughs> yeah, not telling them how normal it is. And then, like, uh, I think trying to fix it. I think a lot of the times people want to, and, like, bless their heart, they're trying, like, their best. But it's, like, sometimes the best thing is just, like, to sit and just listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, saying that, what you're going through is valid. And I think that's like the biggest thing is I felt like a lot of times what I'm going through, people don't believe me. Yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm serious. Like I'm the reason why this is happening to me or the reason I am having this emotional thing. It's beyond my control. I don't feel like I control this. Um, and if people val like validate and say like, reassure like okay that's you're going through this this time or whatever I'm just gonna be here and make sure you're okay um one of the things I learned was like the love languages I I was just talking about those with somebody else really they're my favorite yeah and I didn't really I thought my love languages were something different but then it was more of okay what did you feel like when you were a kid and you felt unsafe or you were upset, how did your parents or somebody comfort you? I'm like, well, like, like hugs and telling me that everything's going to be okay. It's just like, oh, yeah. No, I, I do like, I like hearing those. that. <laughs> yeah, I like those things. Like, so yeah, a lot of it is just like hugging and just being like, everything's going to be okay. Like, everything's fine. I, I will hear what you have to say and I'll be there right any way that I can. I think it's the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. And 
honestly, empathy is like become this huge thing. I'm like, oh, as long as like when I look for new friends or relationships or whatever, it's, oh, does this person have empathy? That's, <laughs> can they understand like that even though they didn't go through that situation, they can still like, okay, that is a, that is a situation that you went through and it is valid and yeah. <laughs> Do you run into a lot of people who don't fit that? Yes. <laughs> there are people who are talking, you're like, hey, yeah. you are yeah. not going to be friends. Don't laugh at that puppy yeah. <laughs> that fell down. Why? That's not funny. Yeah. And I think also, too, especially, oh, uh, it's so, oh, God, these past couple of years has just been so insane, I think, just because I'll be like, okay. I think I'm getting better. And then it'll be like, um, the, uh, election happened. And it was like the, so I was feeling like the week before that election, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm present in my body. This is great. The day after the election, I'm like, all right, I'm back into <laughs> being back out of it. it now. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And then, when hearing other people who are like depressed and stuff, it's just like, yeah, we're all in this together of depression and people understand it in a very icky way. Um, so, uh, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. I've got the question that you were asking. I was asking, um, shit, I'm no good at remembering either. Um, I noticed that I was swaying slightly. I think that's something threw me off. Um, oh, it was about what other people can do. Oh, oh, that, and, and then you were talking about uh, picking out people who can empathize, not yeah. emphasize. <laughs> they can emphasize the empathy. empathy. <laughs> uh, oh, and like meeting other people that don't fit that description. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is, um, I remember having a conversation where it was just very like old school way of, I guess, thinking, <laughs> it's funny to just call it old school, uh, <laughs> dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah. Like people, how, um, uh, we used to talk about mental illness where it's just like, oh, you know, people, that are depressed or just sad. All you have to do is like exercise and all that stuff. Oh, God, I hate that <laughs> so much. <laughs> and it's just like, have you tried yoga? Oh, have you tried shoving it up your ass? <laughs> have you tried yoga? <laughs> I have. It's hot in there. <laughs> it's hot and you're still, still an asshole. asshole. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. I think like for me, the best thing is, uh, and what, uh, you realize is it actually to get better. You, it has to be bad for a bit because you're, I was running away from, I was feeling for so long. Yeah. And now it's just like, 
oh no, now if you want to get better, you got to face it. So sit down and get in touch with those feelers, feelies. <laughs> Put out feelies. those feelers for feelings. Feelings. <laughs> feelings yeah, I hope you wear a rain jacket because it's about to get wet in the face. And just in the face. face. Yeah. All in your face. All up in your face hole. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 You got it. What else you got? You got um, anything else? Um, I would say for anybody who um has experienced this or who a trauma a traumatic thing has happened to them um i would say try and find i know how difficult it is but um trying to find a professional to talk about it yeah um also too like and then if you even if you don't have a professional talking about it um find somebody who um you can talk to emotionally about things like that because I think a lot of times especially what was going on was oh I'm meeting a lot of new people at the surface level because I'm running around doing stuff and not really having sitting down and having deep conversations with yeah people so it's just like like talking about it um trying to like stay healthy with yourself uh, whether it's like eating and making sure you sleep, make sure you have time for yourself. Yeah. Um, I think that's the hardest I think is the making time for myself. Cause I'm just like, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just you and me. me. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I have that problem too. The urge to, fill time with things that um will be recognized by other people mm-hmm. is really high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would I deal with me when I could go do this thing where other people can be like, that was great. You're worth stuff. I know. <laughs> like, oh cool. <laughs> I almost went home and just sat with the one person who continually says the opposite. I will uh go home and immediately turn on Netflix or watch television till i fall asleep so there is zero quiet time (laughs) and zero moments where i could possibly be by myself yeah always have sound going yeah exactly (laughs) constantly if you're not in front of a screen then there's some audio happening yeah if somebody suggests a tv show i can pretty much finish that was like couple hours <laughs> let me get back to you tomorrow <laughs> so, what <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna watch it all tonight yep <laughs> well i might watch some tomorrow morning too like let's yeah, <laughs> no. not get weird <laughs> yeah even on the bus on the bus off the bus at work <laughs> out of work i'll see you here at uh 8 p.m yeah and i will give you an update <laughs> uh, my review I actually probably won't have a review on it because that revolves thinking and being <laughs> yeah, no. with myself, I'm which I won't do. I'm not going to reflect on my own thoughts. <laughs> mm. Nope. 
I will tell you why season eight of ER was the last really good one, but only in the moment. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to write it down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <coughs> I'm on a... Uh, uh, binge watching season three of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I haven't watched any of that. I've been told that I would like it, mm-hmm. which That's I think good. is part of what makes me not watch it because I'm a real contrarian. <laughs> it is, I think, one of the first like lighthearted shows that kind of goes into mental illness. Okay, which I was like, oh, I've never like seen the main character really deal with mental illness on a light note yeah because i was i was put off by it before it ever started Mm -hmm. because that's not the kind of depth that you see in a trailer and it was really just advertised as like look at this bitch she's crazy and i was like fuck you i'm not watching your dumb show yeah no she is she's more three-dimensional than the show title yeah no when i read the description i'm like i'm gonna hate this because i hate shows or i hate even in movies which is like the girl's crazy she's pining after a guy and there's another one uh and it i so i just started watching it and then i'm like oh no this is better than i thought (laughs) this show knows what it's doing oh 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 Oh, boy oh it's it's a defined craziness from history and mental illness. Hmm. Intriguing. Intri- oh, and songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and songs about UTIs. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I've been I've been listening to Hamilton like once a day. <laughs> oh yeah. Pretty much on Spotify. Um Did you see it? Did you go see it? Yes. Oh. <gasps> Did you listen to the soundtrack before going to see it? No. Really? I went Uh into it cold and it warmed my heart up. Yeah. Now I listen to it all the time. (laughs) But uh, on Spotify, because that's how I listen to it, it, um, when you get to the end of like a playlist or an album or something, Mm -hmm. unless you tell it to repeat, it'll immediately pop into like a themed radio. Mm -hmm. So it always popped me into Hamilton radio and it would always be a crazy ex-girlfriend song. Oh. <laughs> and it would be like the really emotional end of Hamilton. I'm like, this is beautiful. And then this other song starts playing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? West Covina, <laughs> yeah, California. I'm like, I'm like, what? Oh, it's the show again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it. Not right now. We'll go back I'm to sad. the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Did you cry in it? Oh, yeah. Every time I listen to it. Because <laughs> there was a bit of time um, where I was worried that I wasn't feeling anything anymore. Because um, I, uh, I take medication for bipolar. So I threw, threw it on, threw on. I started taking lithium, mm-hmm. which like I not long before seeing Hamilton, I'd bumped it up again. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was so chill a lot that I was like, oh, no, what if I just don't 
Like, I'm not necessarily mad about it, but what if I'm just numb forever? <laughs> I don't and then, feel any... And then I every should... time I listen to Hamilton, I'm like, no, you're doing fine. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> you're not numb yet. <laughs> I just, feel everything. You're just actually doing okay <sighs> some of the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. I just saw it this past Sunday. <gasps> I just... Uh, it's just... Uh, so good. Charles, you should check it out. Yeah. You take that. You give that pink, pink polo, polo a shine. Take it out to the theater. Take your wife with you. Turn off the fryer. You don't want to leave that on. You'll start a fire. Yeah. For the seven, where, for the 17th rotation. <laughs> 17th rotation. Make sure you're using that woolite. Yeah. Keep that color fresh. I do use woolite. It's really good. I think it's mostly I grew up with it, so I'm just like, gotta keep it. Reminds me of home. Yeah. (laughs) And then when I look at the price, I'm like, God, I could save like a couple bucks by going for Tide or something. (laughs) What do I want to remind me of home? Woolite or a giant bottle of wine? (laughs) Maybe I'll stick with the Woolite. Yeah. It's a healthier choice. And then now that's why I just keep a you know bottle of wool light on the counter. A bottle of wine next to the washer. Why are all my clothes red? Oh, oh Christine, you did it again. I just wanted to make a pink polo for Charles. Do you think that's how his polo got pink? Did he pour wine into the washer on his white polo? That's me nodding my head, yes. <laughs> oh, Char Charles is such a three-dimensional character. <laughs> I'm glad we were here to build him together. I know. <laughs> building businesses, building characters, building a wine history. Building a wine history, building understanding, building trust. Yeah. Building LaCroix. Oh yeah. I've thank you. I've now completed two. <gasps> You made a pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) And for some reason, everyone looked at Rob. (laughs) I don't think there's any for some reason. I I can confirm they made a pyramid. In fact, a pyramid. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. (laughs) Is that what you wanted? (laughs) Yes. Yes. But, But is it tasty, Rob? It's tasty. Yeah. Ooh, mommy. Ooh, mommy. <laughs> oh. Oh. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Maybe that's maybe like that's a good way to wrap it up. Well, I mean, we had we had like the perfect line before I had to make a Lacroix joke, but it's still good. Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, edit this in post, right? Oh, that the the great thing about making a podcast that's all about fuck ups is that I have a reason to make people listen to all my fuck ups. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm like, no, one take. <laughs> when Turk, dang it, <laughs> <laughs> two takes, no, <laughs> two 
Two Turks. <laughs> two Turks. <laughs> Walk into a bar. Uh, and, there, and there's no joke. They just go to a bar. Hmm. That's it. Uh, if I was there, I would probably walk out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's what you don't do. do. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, Rob, for being great. Thank you, Rob. Thank, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Christine, for coming on and talking and sharing and just being super cool. Thanks, Sam, for having me on and for having an outlet to share my experiences. Yay! Also, from the looks from here, when I look at you in the microphone, it looks like the little rubber band thing right here is your mouth. (laughs) And you're (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) like a ventriloquist dummy mouth. (laughs) It's because I really shove my face up in this screen. Yeah makes me feel special and with my face on the screen is how i'm going to say thank you for listening (laughs) um come back next week we're gonna talk to somebody else about stuff um yeah brought to you by brought to you by insert sponsor here Okay, bye. 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 I guess now is as good to a time to start as any how are our levels looking rob i i think they're beautiful beautiful, they're beautiful levels are we using this whole thing Is probably an- probably not all of it okay i don't know like a little chit chat i just do what i'm told am i gonna be talking to you at all rob or is it just gonna be no me and Sam? pretend i'm not here I mean, you can talk to me if you want, but like, it's, not like the, it's not like the point. It's not like technically a three-way conversation, yeah. oh, okay. but it's not yeah. like we is, have to pretend that Rob's not there. Yeah, you don't have to pretend I'm not here, but I'm also not. I don't know. Like, this is why I use this mic, so like, it doesn't seem like I'm part of it. Mm. Yeah. He, it p- is he picks not. it up as needed. Yeah. Good, good demonstration. Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. pick it uh, up. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. It is weird to have like a conversation uh, with microphones just like in the face because I don't know whether you're smiling or just I'll go like peering. this if it helps. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't talk and smile at the same time. <laughs> I'll be like, Christine. <laughs> I'm smiling. I'll just announce it. <laughs> hey, I'm hey, Sam. smiling at you right now. <laughs> Sam, am I am I smiling or fanning right now? Your eyes say smiles. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> the funny thing is, is 
you could always be right. I could just change what I'm doing. <laughs> that would be really nice. You just change it to whatever the other person says. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Again, you got like a hundred of these right. This has never happened before. I'm going to go into the world with a renewed sense of purpose and joy. Yeah. And you're like, that no one else is going to do this for you. You I'm get this so one. Sorry. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> one freebie. 